It is Wednesday, June 21st. I'm Scott Seidenberg. And I'm AJ Hoffman. The Reds win again. And one day from the NBA draft. Here comes the Vegas truth. This is straight out of Vegas. We are straight out of Vegas AM, your daily destination for sports conversation with a Vegas lean. Here's what you need to know to start your day. Cincinnati Reds make it 10 straight. The odds for the NBA second overall pick have shifted. And we're down a couple more teams in college baseball. What is the Vegas lead here, Scott? Let's talk about the Red Hot Reds. No, not, the whole show's not going to be about the Reds. but we All have... damn day, baby. Ten straight wins is rather impressive, AJ. Ten straight wins for the Cincinnati Reds as they pick up an 8-6 win over the Rockies last night. And it's now like the longest winning streak for the Reds since the year 2000 yeah and one of the longest streaks of all time ties now for the third longest streak of all time for a team that lost 100 games the previous year it's kind of right now it's hard to remember that the reds were an absolute dumpster fire a year ago uh and we talked about the, the idea that the cincinnati reds yesterday also and on the day they won their 10th straight dfa'd their biggest offseason free agent signing in Will Myers, mm. sent him out. That was like their big spending spree Don't was need going you. out and getting Will Myers. Don't need him. And this is an incredible run that they're on. And, and the idea, like the, the fact is, they're, they're they've done it against some pretty decent teams. This is a, a well, nice, the Rockies aren't a decent. Team. No, but I mean, it's, no, they haven't played the Rockies ten games in a row. No, like, the they, idea they swept the Astros. Against, yeah, well, the Astros. Yes, the Astros aren't playing well right now. The question I have for you is: Do the Reds make it eleven in a row today? What's the pitching matchup tonight? Connor Seabold. It's today. It's a day game. Oh, okay. So it's Andrew Abbott starts for the Reds. Connor Seabold goes for the Rockies. I don't know why I asked. I've never heard of either of those. Guys. <laughs> That's, uh, it's, it's a bad sign. Well, how about this for odds? Cincinnati's minus 260. Oh, no way am I paying minus 260 on Cincinnati. Absolutely not. Andrew Abbott, 3-0 and record this year. He's made three starts. He has thrown 17 and two-thirds innings. He has allowed 10 hits. He has not allowed a run. Yeah. In three starts. That's impressive. That's uh, really impressive. Sheesh. I don't know if that holds up, but yeah, it's I'm, I'm certainly not running to the window to bet on the Colorado Rockies. I no, can tell you no. that, Scott. So are you a believer in this Reds team? Are you buying in on them? No. Uh, it, it's fun. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I mean, it's it's enjoyable. See, I, I, listen, I, I kind of cheer for the underdog, uh, but I, I I don't think they've got the quality of players. Like it, it, mm-hmm. Ellie De La Cruz has been exciting, but let's face it, they just don't have on paper the roster that can can get them through a full season like this. Like I, I still don't think they're a playoff team. Still with a negative run differential, the Cubs are the only team in that National League Central with a positive run differential uh and then the cardinals are close i guess minus seven but vegas has the reds win total now at 79 Fangraphs has them projected at 77 if they continue on this current pace that they're on they are they are on a trajectory to win 84 games Mm. It, it, how long do you think they stay on this pace? Like, are you, you asked me, are you a believer? You're the baseball expert. Is this team the real deal? I don't think so. 
I think it's nice to have 10 straight wins. It's nice to sweep the Astros. It's nice to take two of three from the Cardinals. But sweeping the Royals and then sweeping the Rockies doesn't do anything for me. And then if I just look at the second half of the season this year, the schedule gets more difficult. Series against, well, we know the division, but then series against the Giants, the Diamondbacks, the Dodgers, the Blue Jays, the Angels, the the Mets. Well, forget about the Mets, but it's not an easy schedule the second half of the season for the Cincinnati Reds. So I, I, I don't think I'd be interested in the over 79. The only way I'd look is under for this team, and I, and I don't think that they're winning the division. All right. But let's take a look what else happened last night in Major League Baseball. The Yankees beat the Mariners 3-1. to Garrett Cole picked up the win. He's now 8-1 and this year. And, in fact, the Yankees are 7-0 and this season coming off of a loss when Garrett Cole starts. That is tied with Shohei Otani and the Angels for the most wins when a starting pitcher takes the mound following a loss. Yeah, I mean, clear he's their uh, he's their stopper. Yeah, if you're, if you're in a slump, hey, he's going to get you out of it. And he was great yesterday in Seattle. George Kirby wasn't his sharpest early on; gave up three early runs. Uh, Garrett Cole kept him in it the whole time. Once Kirby settled in, by then it was too late, and Garrett Cole Garrett Cole had already done his job. So here's what I'm looking forward to. Yankees play the Rangers sat, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So on Saturday, the 24th, Luis Severino against John Gray. We're going to hope that Texas wins that game because then Garrett Cole against Andrew Heaney on Sunday, we're going to go Yankees-Garrett Cole. Okay. Because they win after the so loss. So are you just going to hope that, that Luis Severino loses every game going forward? <laughs> <laughs> just, well, it depends. They might mix we'll up the We'll take that split. We'll go one and one in those every time. Speaking of the New York Yankees, um, I talked about the Yankees on the Dream Preview when we recorded it last night. And after we re- finished recording the show, R.J. Bell, who bet me on the Dream Preview against my Yankees play, uh, was not done letting me have it about the Yankees. Give a listen. All right, good show, guys. Good show. I got to tell you, Scott, you're, you, you're in trouble with that Yankees. I mean, you're, it's the square side. I... I mean, Fez, that's about as square as a side gets, don't you think? It's rectangular. It's so square. I mean, you got to watch. You got to watch catching your eye on it. You don't think though that the the lack of injuries built into this is Who the says reason. Says the injuries aren't built in. I don't think they are. Because, like I said, I think when Ro- when Rodon comes back, or what comes back when he makes his Yankees debut, and then when you have a full healthy lineup. With Judge and Donaldson and Stanton and Bader, this team, and they're going to acquire people at the deadline too. But history tells us how long is that group going to stay healthy? As long as it's for the second half of the season, I'll be fine with it. Everybody else is really good in that East. D- doesn't it seem like this season is subordinate? Like last season, it, it seems anticlimactic. With the judge and going for 60. Yeah. That was mm. exciting. Do you mm-hmm. get any sense there's a lot of energy with the Yankees right no. now? I think that hurts you as you get to the dog days of summer. I would agree. So, listen, I always let people buy out. Usually at exorbitant fees. I don't think that, like, I, I gave out them to win the division weeks ago. Uh-huh. That was a bad bet because I don't think the they're going to. The Rays gonna, are rolling. The Rays just won't stop. Even though 
the schedule's kind of can't stop, won't stop. But the schedule's <laughs> flip flop. Like the Rays had all their easy games earlier in the season, their easy series, and then in the second half they play difficult series. The Yankees will get the benefit of playing the Oaklands and the Kansas Cities in the second half of the year. I just don't think the Yankees are going to win enough games to catch up to the Rays. But I What's still think. What's the Fangraphs numbers say? On the Yankees or the Rays? Yankees, 87. And how many you need? 89 and a half. Woohoo! Cash it, baby. Yeah. All right, I'm out of here. What do you think, AJ? Do you think I, that RJ is on the right side with this under, or is there something to my argument about the Yankees getting healthy and acquiring something at the deadline to help them improve? The assumption is the Yankees will buy. I think that's the best point in your favor. I do think the injury stuff is kind of built in, like they know who's coming back when or who's projected to come back when. Uh, but this is a, an injury-prone team. Mm-hmm. Right? We've seen this. The pitching staff constantly deals with injuries. They've got pitchers who constantly deal with injuries. Their big bats all seem to constantly deal with injuries. So that's a bit of a struggle for me. I honestly think you guys are – this is a really close call. I think one of you, your guys are going to be within two games of each of the, of the numbers. So one, one way or the other, I think this is a close one. I think it's going to come down to the half game. The Yankees are either going to win 90 and I win by the hook or they win 89 and I lose by the hook. Go. Speaking of the Yankees, uh, I mentioned the win against the Mariners last night. They'll take on the Mariners tonight. Luis Castillo gets a start for Seattle. Uh, Johnny Brito going for the Yankees. Seattle minus 170, total of 7.5. Any interest in the Yankees as the home dogs against Castillo? No, thanks. Castillo's strong. Very strong. Uh, It was an under last night. Maybe we lean towards an under again. Maybe so. We got some day games here in Major League Baseball. Tyler Wells goes for the Orioles. Taj Bradley for the Rays. Tampa Bay minus 145. The Rays losing last night to Baltimore. Yeah, Bradley is a guy that I generally want to back, though he's kind of come back down to earth his last few starts. And Baltimore, man, they're swinging hot bats right now. So at that price, it's probably a pass for me. Aaron Hicks. Is swinging a hot bat Aaron right Hicks now. is out of control right now. Where'd this come from? I, like, is a Yankee fan? Does it piss you off? Yes. Yeah. Because the guy absolutely sucked. He was washed. He, he was done. Absolutely done. And he was released May 26th, signed four days later by Baltimore. He's played 17 games for the Orioles. Three home runs and seven extra base hits. <laughs> Wild. Over 28 games with the Yankees this year, one home run and only three extra base hits. Yeah. Last night he homered and drove in four. He's he's on fire. I, I can't imagine this keeps going. That's unbelievable. Uh, the Blue Jays take on the Marlins. This is a really good pitching matchup. Sandy Alcantara against Kevin Gosman. Toronto's minus 135. Total is seven in this game. And there's something about day games in Miami. They go under. Um Alcantara this year, not that great in day games. He just, I mean, he hasn't been great in any games this yeah. season. Yeah, but a better ERA in day games versus night games, a better ERA at home than on the road this year for Alcantara. So uh, I do like maybe in a, a total, the, the game under, or just forget about the bullpens and go with a first five under. I think Gosman, who's having a great season, and Alcantara does well in this in this game. What's the number at? Seven. 
Ooh, that's yeah, a low, three and a half in the number. first five. Low, low number. Very, very low. Uh, mentioned the Reds and the Rockies already. The Cubs take on the Pirates. Kyle Hendricks goes for the Cubs. Rich Hill for the Pirates. Chicago's minus 120. Royals take on the Tigers. Matthew Boyd for Detroit. Brady Singer for Kansas City. Detroit's minus 125. Seems very affordable betting against the uh, the Royals today. Yeah, they just continue to lose, although they did win yesterday. And you know what? Daniel Lynch, uh, seven innings, only one run. So it was a one nothing win for the Kansas City Royals, who now have 20 games. Do you, if our listeners will recall, we had the Oakland A's system, correct? Yeah. Which was to bet against the Oakland A's after a win. Boy, that did not work out for us during that incredible six-game winning streak that they had. But Kansas City. Five and fourteen after a win this season. Just it just feels like a good price if you're looking. To, if you're ever wanting to get into the business of betting against the Royals, it feels like a good time to do it, doesn't it? Minus one twenty-five. Yeah, that seems like a play. Diamondbacks are at the Brewers. My guy Zach Gallen on the mound against Julio Tehran. Arizona minus one forty-five. Total of eight. Uh, I think this is a first five under, and uh, and yeah. To me, Tehran's been really, really good this year for the Brewers. 30 innings pitched, 30.1 innings pitched for the Brewers this year. Only six earned runs. Ooh. Yeah. Five starts, only six earned runs for Julio Tehran. That's pretty good. Yeah. So, I, I, to me, this is a first five under, maybe a full game under. Zach Gallon against Tehran, great pitching matchup. Mets are at the Astros. Tyler McGill goes for New York. Christian Javier for Houston. Astros are minus 160. Big win for the Astros yesterday. They need to start picking up these wins. You know, they're, they're, their pitching's been great. Hitting has has not been. Uh, they win a low-scoring game 4-2. to two. Yeah, Frombro was really good yesterday. Justin Verlander, his return, a lot of emotion, I think. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, Astros, Astros gave their, their best effort in some time, but still four runs. Even though, I mean, I guess when you say four runs against Justin Verlander, you probably have to feel good about it. Yeah. But the Astros lineup is still not in a good place. Nope. Uh, Cardinals against the Nationals. Miles Michaelis goes for the Cardinals. Trevor Williams for the Nats. St. Louis minus 170. Braves at the Phillies. Aaron Nola goes for Philadelphia against uh, A.J. Smith-Shaver for the Braves. Phillies minus 125. Braves have won eight straight games. Yep. Get a dog price on them. Mm -hmm. It's tempting. Absolutely. Uh, A's are at the Guardians. Paul Blackburn for the A's. uh, And it's Gavin Williams who will make his major league debut for the Cleveland Guardians. Gavin Williams touches 100. He's got some nasty, nasty stuff. Mm, Guardians minus 178. I kind of like an under here, under eight. Red Sox at the Twins. Garrett Whitlock goes for Boston. Sonny Gray for the Twins. Minnesota's minus 130. Uh, I like the Twins here. Just back Sonny Gray at home. Sonny Gray this year at home has a 1.96 ERA. Opponents batting, oh, opponents batting same home versus the road, but really it's the ERA, 1.96 at home this year for Sonny Gray. Pretty good number on him, too. Yep. Rangers at the White Sox. Martin Perez goes for the Rangers. Michael Kopech for the White Sox. It's an even spread with a total of nine and a half. Dodgers at the Angels. It's Shohei Otani Day. No announced starting pitcher yet for the Dodgers, but got to back Otani at home, right? I won't be fading him, certainly. You're not going to fade him? No. Uh, Otani's pitching crazy? At home this year, 266 ERA, opponents batting 158. Yeah. It, it, it's 
it's unfair that this guy is like the best hitter in the world and the best pitcher in the world. Like I yep. don't even know how you do it, but uh, he continues to amaze me. And the Pir- uh, Padres will take on the Giants. Giants have won nine straight games. Ryan Walker gets a start for the Giants. You Darvish for the Padres. Nine straight games for the Giants. I, I don't think I want to step in front of that bus right either. now. That's a look at your Major League Baseball board for tonight and today. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. How's your social battery right now, AJ? I know sometimes I get drained, and it could be easy to ignore your social battery and just spread yourself too thin, you know, especially when it comes to social gatherings and maybe just things you're not in the mood for. Well, do you know the right amount of socializing you need to do to keep yourself balanced? Therapy can give you that self-awareness, and you can build basically your routine that reflects what you need personally. Everybody's different in this way. That was a big driver for me when I was in therapy. I got a lot out of it, and it's so easy here. Give BetterHelp a try if you've said, I don't want to go out of my way to do this. It's all online. It's as convenient as can be, and it's suited to you. It's simple. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch at any time. For no additional charge, find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Vegas today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Vegas. AJ, it's important to me that the supplements that I take every single day are of the highest quality. And that's why ever since they jumped the board as a sponsor with us, I've been drinking AG1 because for AG1, quality isn't just a buzzword. AG1's ingredients are heavily researched for efficacy and quality, and I love that every scoop has prebiotics, probiotics, digestive enzymes for my gut support, B vitamins for energy. It's got the magnesium and ashwagandha for stress support, also testosterone support, vitamin C and zinc to support my immune system. I don't get sick anymore. Well, you're welcome for introducing you to AG1. Yeah, but uh, I mean, this stuff is incredible. And so many people have asked me, are you just reading commercials? No, man. AG1 is actually legit. And there's a reason why I drink it every single day. It just makes taking care of my health so much easier in general. So if you want to replace your multivitamin and more, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 plus K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first subscription at drinkag1.com slash SOV. That's drinkag1.com slash SOV. Check it out. We got a special guest in studio with us this morning, fresh off his vacation, is the only two-time winner of the Super Contest, Mr. Steve Fezzik. Good morning, Fez. Welcome back. You look uh, refreshed. How was it? San Diego, right? America's most beautiful city, America's favorite city, San Diego, went and caught a game at Petco Park. Bold statement, best baseball experience in the country. Ooh. All right. That's a bold statement. I will agree. It is an excellent baseball experience i'm not sure if it's the greatest i think what's better i have not been to pittsburgh yet but that is the most gorgeous ballpark i've heard san francisco is pretty strong san francisco i have not been either i heard that's great um i think if you want it depends on what you want i'll say this if you want a party-like atmosphere and you're not afraid to uh run into the wrong crowd (laughs) philadelphia most fun ballpark you'll ever go to. Get standing room only tickets, walk behind center field in Ashburn Alley, get all the food and drinks you want, and just hang, hang out out there and party. Great time. Great atmosphere. Uh, San Diego, where did you sit? 
set, 19th row, just behind first base. Did you go up to the bar by the Western Supply Building and hang out on the ledge up there? I wish I could. I, I did. I, I marveled at the Western Supply. Is that actually, are they still in business? No. They, it's like, it looks yeah. like, it looks like that's still a factory down the left that's field. foul line. That's part of the design. And the corner of the building is the foul pole. It is the foul pole. And yes. it looks to be the only foul pole I've ever seen that doesn't seem high enough. Like they could hit it <laughs> over the foul pole. And at that point, does it, does, is it where it lands? Was, or is it where it's supposed to go over the fictitious foul pole that doesn't exist 40 feet above that, that level? I was there during the home run derby when Giancarlo Stanton was putting balls on top of the Western Supply Building. It was an incredible experience. But that's a great experience just sitting out on one of those balconies and watching the game from up there. I'll say Camden Yards. That is a great experience. So let me ask you. Uh, we can settle this right now. I've got a uh, you got a list a list of the 30 MLB uh, destinations ranked by fan experience. They rank it on miles from city center, fan sentiment poll, tailgating experience around the stadium. Oh, see a lot that of seems some, pretty see, convincing. A lot of te- a lot of stadiums don't have tailgating. They're either built in like well, you know, those people should be docked. I'm just like Wrigley. There's no tailgating at Wrigley. It's in the middle of a neighborhood. How, how about weather? Because Wrigleyville is great, but it's not great in April when it's yeah. 34 degrees and that wind's blowing in off off the lake. San Diego number two on this list. Number two. Number wow. Two behind only Baltimore, San Francisco, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. I, 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 so I've been to the San Francisco. He, con- he conceded that Pittsburgh should have. Pittsburgh's been there. awesome. Yeah. I, San Francisco never been there. is San Francisco's three. Cincy four. St. Louis five. The best one I've been to is number six, Seattle. Baltimore is seven. I I, I went to like a dozen games at at Old Riverfront, same area, and I refuse to believe that the Cincinnati experience, I guess you can jump in their their fountain, which is famous from WKRP, but uh, that's that's ludicrous to even compare San Francisco or San Diego to to Cincinnati. Um, I would love to go to St. Louis. St. Louis, I heard, is an incredible experience, and they built up like that whole area around the ballpark. People just flood the streets before the game. You want the bottom five? Bottom five, New York? Tampa Bay, (laughs) Miami. Uh, Miami is 30, 30 out of 30. Well, the ballpark's in a horrible, horrible location. 29? Oh, we can guess this, right? 29 is going to be Tampa? No, Tampa's actually 24 on the list. I guess you can go to the original Hooters. I'm, 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 I'm like a lot of points for tailgating for Tampa. Very high marks. Where what do you get? What do you I don't, hang out in Ebor City and then uh, drive and then drive down the Dome Mabry and go? I mean, to I know it's St. a brand D. it's a brand new stadium, so I I guess I guess Houston's not gonna like the Texans uh, aren't gonna the Astros. Astros are, yeah. Houston is twenty. Yeah, it's not good. Um, T- tied for twenty with the Cubs. Denver's good. Denver's um, Colorado's oh, very good. Oh, they're, they're um, Kim, Comiskey is like probably twenty second. Yeah, South Side. White uh, side. South Side. It's, yeah. it's a terrible area around. 19th. Yeah, you got the. This is such an obvious one. The Oakland A's are twenty nine. Oh yeah, Uh, Yankees twenty eight. Yep, really. Okay, Mets twenty seven. Blue Jays twenty six. That's your bottom five. Okay, that seems like a good list to me. Those people have never been to uh, you know stands or billies outside Yankee Stadium before a game. (laughs) Yeah, you know what I love about San Diego is there's literally six hotels. Within four blocks of the, the stadium. Did you stay? See, when I was there, I stayed whatever hotel it was where you walk across the pedestrian bridge the, to get to Petco Park. That's where I stayed, the Hilton yeah. Bayshore. Yeah, awesome. And and, and, and and the pool's open till 10, the jacuzzi's <laughs> open. So literally, there was a 540 game. We went to the game. We walked over the pedestrian. Mm-hmm. You know, we're part of the, we're with the crowd. Half the, most of the crowd goes to the gas lamp, and uh, they go and get blasted at the pubs, or they go to Ghirardelli's, or get dessert, or whatever. Um 
but we walked over the pedestrian bridge. It was perfect. You're right on the bay there, and that's where our hotel was. And I was like, this is nothing could be more perfect than this versus like Cincinnati. Try to try to get back to your you know your parking garage to try to get caught in traffic. There's just no nightlife yeah. in Cincinnati after the game's over. And also, there are places in San Diego you can go into some of the the hotels and go up to like the rooftop lounges, the Omni Hotel, and you can look view. and you can yes. look outside out and see exactly. the ballpark. Exactly. And, and inside the park, there are no bad sightlines. There, there was not yeah. a bad seat in that stadium. I think Camden, Camden Yards might be one of my favorite ballparks. Going to Baltimore is a good time. And then there's a, there's a, uh, you have to do it at least once in your life when you go to Baltimore. Is you can take a boat ride from the harbor Ooh. to an area outside the ballpark, and it's like a 20 minute walk from where the boat lets you off. It's obviously different than driving or taking like the, the train or whatever but it's just a great experience cool experience you're in like the baltimore harbor and like taking a boat you could like do that from, from to, coronado yeah. you could, in san diego you could go across the ferry from coronado and do this it, i like little things like that when yeah, it comes but, to like ballpark what experience. college football stadiums have that uh are on lakes and you can take a boat up to them seattle yeah washington what else waco uh right yep baylor the baylor stadium and is it tennessee isn't baylor you walk across like a bridge you walk across mm-hmm. the water and stuff to get there yeah yeah that's cool. Tennessee is? No idea. Nashville? Um, I might be wrong. Tennessee's in Knoxville. I, oh, might be, right. I might be wrong. Now, Nashville's a good place to watch a game. The Titans Stadium is right that's on the saying. river. If you go to a Titans game, yeah. that's a good place mm. to watch a game. Imagine they put a Major League Baseball team in Nashville because they were yeah. talking about but, it. But, I, I, I mean, I have to tell you that just that whole experience, my son loved it. Uh, my wife really liked it. And just, you know, the different options, ate at Old Spaghetti Warehouse, which is one of my <laughs> favorite restaurants that does, isn't quite as, as expensive as Nobu. Anything that doesn't have, like, like tomahawk ribeye, mm. immediately AJ dismisses. Yes. I mean, okay. It's not bad. It's just kind of— Pasta place? What's your go-to Kitchy. ballpark food? Um, I don't have one. I'm, I'm flexible. So, like, on the West Coast, I'm perfectly happy in Maryland having crab cakes— or you know, in San Francisco, having seafood. No, I will. Clam I are will awesome. eat and garlic fries. I'll eat whatever like the ballpark like specialty is. Like I like Cracker Jack. I'll, but at every baseball game I go to, without fail, I have to have a hot dog, a beer, and peanuts. That's yeah. just that's just baseball. Baseball is hot dog, beer, peanuts, and then. I'll have whatever. If there's a special burger or a special sandwich yeah. or nachos in a helmet, whatever, I'll get it. But my staples for every ballpark I go to, hot dog, beer, peanuts, ice cream, and a little mini helmet that I can keep and put on my desk at home. Well, you have eight? a particular kind of beer? Do you drink the local flavors? Or do, like, do you always No, no, no I, don't, I don't do micro. Well, AJ okay. will be thrilled with the hot dogs in Petco because the buns are six inches and the dogs are nine inches long. That's a good move. Yes. Good move. Yeah. You got a Dodger dog. You got a Dodger Stadium. It's a, you know. Guess how much a really large um, uh, container of cotton candy costs in San Diego, though? Fifteen dollars. I hear fifteen. AJ, I'll go eighteen. Seven. Seven. I That's found. A great price. I found it San Diego. Be. It's literally nothing but sugar. <laughs> I found San around. Diego to be cheaper, <laughs> substantially. This was at cheaper. the ballpark. In the ballpark and outside the ballpark. Yes, in the ballpark. But both in and outside the ballpark, I found I found the costs to be substantially cheaper than the Las Vegas Strip. It is a Staggering how expensive. I've got news, Fez. Everywhere outside of Manhattan and LA is cheaper. (laughs) And and San Francisco. Yeah, Yeah. it's cheaper than the Vegas Strip. Speaking of the Vegas Strip, I went to the Knights Parade on uh, on Saturday. 
Outstanding. What an oh, experience. Yes. What an experience. All I, uh, these long-suffering Canadians, it's <laughs> 1991, that, that, that wanted like blood, and all these Fairweather fans yeah. like getting drunk and having a good time. It's, it was, it, it, it's only in America. It was such an experience. And, and if you go to pregame.com, we have an article with the video that I posted. You can go check it out. But um, took, a, took a cab to um, Park MGM. Got there early, hung out at Park MGM. The eatery there outside. I went to I went to Italy. Went to Italy, but you know, just hung out at Park MGM. Then, Which before formerly the, the Monte Carlo yep, for those who haven't the been to per, Vegas in before, ten years, and it's right across from the arena. It's in that whole new Park MGM district by T-Mobile Arena. Before the parade started, took the tram over to the Bellagio, mm-hmm. right? Then went walked through the Bellagio, went right out in front of the fountains, got a nice spot on the strip for the parade. Mm-hmm. Watched the parade. As soon as the parade finished. Hopped on the trim, went back to the park. You know, because I could have walked, but it was hot outside. It's 96 degrees. You want to go to the AC. So it's a nice little walk through to Bellagio. You get to see the little, uh, you know, the atrium and stuff. And then uh, went back to Park MGM where the whole rally was outside of T-Mobile Arena. Hung back, walked up. and The streets were closed. 300,000 somewhat people walking up and down the streets. Great experience. Incredible experience. By the way, with those Bellagio fountains, there's it's amazing how many places have good views of those from across the street paris the eiffel tower restaurant to some of the paris rooms the augustus tower in caesar's the even numbered rooms get a balcony at the cosmopolitan exactly i mean all around it's it's the one place where places will actually market their competitors come stay with us you can see the fountains Mm -hmm. of bellagio yeah it it was it was an incredible experience uh and and the, the best part about it was they ran the shuttle buses like they do for during games. Mm-hmm. So took the bus to Green Valley. Great. It was a great experience. Nice parade. So now we'll see if they can go back to back like head coach Bruce Cassidy. Said. I'm ready to bet against them selectively. I'll bet year. against them. They're too. going to be now, I was the thinking, tax. I ahead. was thinking about this because right now the uh, Calder Cup final is going on. Now you're going to ask, what is the Calder Cup? That's the AHL, the American Hockey League, which is basically triple-A for hockey, right, the minor leagues. It's their championship series. It's June. Yeah, they're finishing up. They're at game sevens, like, now or Who tomorrow. Who cares? So, <laughs> but this is this is what I'm thinking about. Last, I, I was trying to think if there's a correlation between the teams that win the Calder Cup and success at the NHL level the following year or the year after. Theory being as those players. Got a good minor go league. Go up. Exactly. Team that won it la- uh, last year prior to this season, was the Carolina Hurricanes affiliate, led by their star goaltender, Pyotr Kochetkov. Of course. Who came into Everyone the— Everyone knows who, who had an incredible season this year at the NHL level for the Carolina Hurricanes, who lost in the Eastern Conference Final, hmm. right? We have the Seattle affiliate. Seattle was a playoff team this year. The Seattle affiliate might win the Calder Cup this year. Do we like some of these Seattle Kraken players that are going to come up through this system— Play for the team next year. Maybe the Kraken are a buy-on team next year. You know, I really wish the the, the Kraken Kraken hadn't kicked hadn't kicked so so much butt in the playoffs because I bet we're gonna like like a complete dummy like me that can't name a city that has a hockey team can tell you Kraken are pretty good. I remember them winning mm-hmm. a whole lot of playoff games, and that's unfortunate. Like I think there might be something to this. Minor league success. I agree. Major with you. league I think success, that's strong. Like the following year or the year I think after. Very strong. Never heard that from anyone. So before. I think if you're looking for a team to buy on for this next season, Seattle Kraken. All right. Thanks, Fez. Good to see you. Thank you. Welcome guys. back.
AJ, we're about a day away from the NBA draft, and it, there's been some movement here with the odds for the second and third overall pick. Not going to talk about the first pick because it's it's going to be Wembenyana. That's just they should might they might as well just take it off the board unless right now. his head falls off. Unless his head falls off, which a uh, leg they might still take him. Yeah, yeah. Well, an arm falls off, we'll take our chances. But he, his head, that would be hard to play with. He's without. in New York. He was at Yankee Stadium yesterday. Did you see the picture? Yeah, of him holding the baseball. Oh my I saw gosh. a picture of him on the subway, and that was really uncomfortable for him to stand <laughs> in a subway car. Uh, so Wembenyana is going to go number one. That, there's no surprise there. But in terms of the number two overall pick, the odds have completely shifted. Scoot Henderson was the favorite 24 hours ago. Yeah. And then yesterday and then into last night, Brandon Miller overtakes him and not just overtakes him. Brandon Miller's minus 470 to be the number two overall pick. That's a massive jump, like over the course of a few hours. Which means that there's information. information. Yeah. So typically that's what that means. It's someone who knows something has made enough of a wager that books have gotten scared. And now if you want to go that way, it's going to cost you heavily. So... Uh, those are the, those are the types of moves that I'm typically not looking to bet against. And the, but weren't you saying all along that Brandon Miller was the pick there at two because it made sense because they have Lonzo Ball already, so you don't want yes. a Scoot Henderson type point guard. Yeah, that was my take. I, uh, of course, I should have backed it up. Yeah, uh, you know when there was plus money on him. But yeah, it's uh, it, it makes sense for them to take him uh, to get that wing when you've already got your point guard locked in. So I it may it's it's a sensible move, it, but it seems like now it's officially yeah. the move. And Scoot Henderson minus three seventy to be the third overall pick going to the Portland Trailblazers. Who I, I don't know what they're gonna do with uh, with Damian Lillard. I mean, there's Damian Lillard trade rumors every offseason. Um, elsewhere in the NBA, Kyle Kuzma has declined his option. He will become a free agent. I'm sure there's some teams out there that would be interested in signing Kyle Kuzma. Could could he have a return to the Lakers? I wouldn't shock me. Lakers, a team that these guys who get buyouts typically want to go play for. Uh, it seems like he could be useful. He'd be a rotation piece on that team, certainly. Yeah, uh, maybe he's waiting to see like what other dominoes fall. Like you know, if the, the Chris Paul thing, or yeah. I don't know, does he want to go play for? Does he want to go play for a team that's not going to win anything? Does he want to go play for like a Houston or does he want to play for a uh, uh, San Antonio? I don't know what what Kyle Kuzma wants to do, Um, but he does decline his option. So he will become a free agent and uh, people will wait and see where he signs. We are down to the final four in college baseball, the college world series as Oral Roberts goes home. Tennessee goes home. Uh, There's a great story on ESPN about Nate Ackenhausen, the pitcher for LSU, getting a text uh, at just before nine o'clock yesterday morning saying, you're going to make your first start uh, in 12 hours against Tennessee. And he slept till 11, didn't get back to his coach and just said, I'll give you all I got. Mm. Well, he, he did. Uh, 5-0, the LSU Tigers took care of business. So that sent packing 
the Tennessee Volunteers, who a lot of people like, a lot of pitching depth for Tennessee, which that was kind of the big knock on LSU, who has the best pitcher in college baseball. Paul Skinnis, uh, yeah. And then not a lot behind him. Well, yesterday it looked like they had some behind him. So LSU moves on, as well as TCU, like I mentioned, knocking off Oral Roberts. That sets us up for a game today. TCU and Florida. If TCU wins, we'll have another game. Florida wins. They're into the championship round. And in the late game, Wake Forest versus LSU. Wake Forest wins. Off to the championship Mm -hmm. round. LSU wins. That will force an elimination game. So what are the current odds on who will get the trophy at the end of this thing? Wake Forest minus 105. Florida plus 180. LSU plus 600. And TCU plus 1,200. Um, LSU, I would imagine Skinnis doesn't pitch uh, this next game today. I would imagine he pitches if they win this game. Yeah, if there's like an elimination. If game. there's yeah, if he if they win this game and then there's another, they're forced to play another one because he pitched like three four days ago. Yeah, so I, I would imagine that he pitches again, you know, in the next game. But then that would mean. Like, let's say they pick up the win and they go to the championship series, that he's probably not available in the championship series. Is he available on Sunday? That's that's tough. Yeah. Or maybe, maybe just out of relief? Yeah, I'm, oh, I'm sure I mean, he'll be available yeah, in relief. In relief, whatever. Yeah. But, I mean, he throws 100 miles per hour every pitch. Yeah. He threw 123 pitches against Tennessee on Saturday. 46 of them were over 100 miles an hour. Yeah, he is an absolute tank. That is a big man throwing absolute heat. You know what's crazy? Like, when's the MLB draft? It's I know it's isn't it like during the season, right? The MLB, July 9th. Yeah, it's like coming soon. up. Okay, Skinnis is probably going to be like the second overall pick. Okay, in the draft. Tell me why. Um, well, why? Look at his arm. Right. No, I'm saying why, why would he be second? Oh, uh, so <laughs> who is this man? Who is this masked man? So Dylan Cruz, who is his teammate at LSU, he's like. Everyone's talking about him, five-tool player, compared to Mike Trout, compared to Bryce Harper. Okay. He is the consensus number one overall pick in in the draft. Okay. So, yeah, you can have two LSU players going one and two in the draft. Right. Wow. This is my thing here. Um, Why can, like, he's good enough to pitch in the major leagues now. Yeah, no doubt. Throwing 100 miles per hour. Yeah. So, like, if he gets drafted – can you just play Major League Baseball this year? Mm. It happens in hockey all the time. Hockey players, like, you know, go, come right into the they, – they they finish their college because hockey's different because, like, you draft the player, you own them, you own their rights while they're in college. But then, like, their college season ends, and they're in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Here's why you don't do that. You're going to give this guy a massive bonus yeah. when you get him. Uh, by the way, the, the Pirates have the first pick. The Nationals have the second pick. Mm-hmm. So let's say one of those guys, one of those teams picks him. What are you playing for this year, first of all, if you're the Pirates or the Nationals? Absolutely nothing. Secondly, he's probably pitched more innings and thrown more pitches this season than he ever yep, has. Yep. There's no need to try to stretch him out any further. You want to work him up slowly to an MLB workload. You, mm-hmm. don't, you don't want to overtax him. So in a way, it's not like hockey. It's not, it's, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. It's not putting extra reps on that elbow. Yeah, but he's phenomenal. And they could become the first pair of teammates – to go one and two, um, like, ever. And the closest it ever came was numbers one and three. Uh, in 2011, Garrett Cole and Trevor Bauer, okay. UCLA. They went one and three. And then it happened, I guess, 1978. 
Arizona State, Bob Horner and Hubie Brooks. But, um, yeah, this kid is phenomenal. Speaking of phenomenal, the deals we're offering at pregame.com are unmatched. We have so many incredible uh, discounted packages available for you on the website. There's the free $25 for new members. You go to pregame.com, sign up. It just takes, you know, a minute or so. And then after you're signed up, you get a free $25 site credit. Use it on whatever you'd like. But we're also giving you 20% off for our listeners. And we just talked about the Major League Baseball draft coming up in, you know, a month. Well, the NBA draft is coming up in a day. So the promo code is going to be DRAFT20. Going to get you 20% off anything you'd like at pregame.com. You want to get a daily best bet package? Take 20% off of that. You want to get a week-long, seven-day all-access? Go right ahead and take care of that. You want to wait till the weekend? Get a weekend or all-access. It's less than seven days, but hey, why not? Take 20% off anything you'd like at pregame.com using our promo code DRAFT20. For A.J. Hoffman, Steve Fezzik, R.J. Bell, Kenzie Rivers, I'm Scott Sadler. We are straight out of Vegas AM.